So I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. So as small business owners, most of us are not like super fancy graphic designers, and it's really not easy to learn complicated software. So that's where Canva comes in because we all need to make social media posts. We all need to make some graphics. We all need some cover photos, some flyers, some digital art, right? And Canva makes that easy. Canva Pro starts at only $9.95 a month, which is actually a steal, but you can try it for free for 30 days and support the podcast. So all you've got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. That's socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. I hope you love it. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 63. I am your host, your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Welcome to the first episode of 2021. Happy freaking new year, people. It is 2021. We made it. You made it. Were you starting to wonder if you were going to make it? You did. It's here. Happy 2021. I am really excited about this, but you know what? I'm excited every new year. And you know, if you think it's cheesy, well, you know, be a hater if you want to be a hater, but I got to say, I like the new year thing. I like the vibe. I like the whole like fresh, fresh start, new beginnings, uh, refresher thing, the, the whole thing. I love it. I'm totally cool with it. Although I got to say over the years, I've definitely learned what does not work. Um, new year's resolutions that are, um, extreme and require, um, well, kind of like ridiculous levels of, of anything. Um, are probably not the best idea. Like, especially if you're starting from zero, you're not going to go from zero to a hundred and just, you know, two seconds. So maybe like calm down with your resolutions, <laughs> but nonetheless, it's a new year. And the bottom line is that nothing's going to change that. And that's a fact. It is a new year and it is really an incredible opportunity. So if you need an excuse to make some improvements, to make some changes, to amp things up, to, to do things a little bit better and to make more money, hopefully, um, then let, let the new year be your excuse. All right. So speaking of the new year and making more money, I want to go ahead and point this out right now because it's very important that today the great first eight has started. So if you're wondering what in the hell the great first eight is, let me tell you the great first eight is an eight week um, session, special, special feature, I guess you might say in my membership, small biz social society. It's for members only, and it's easy to become a member. If you're not one, we totally want you in our membership, in our gang. It's like the coolest entrepreneur gang ever. You just go to smallbizsocialsociety.com and enroll. It's super inexpensive. It's 28 bucks a month. There's no commitments. It's like no brainer, right? You're going to get tons of social media trainings and support and ideas and help and all kinds of great things. Um, month after month, after month, after month, but the, the great first eight starts today. Now I did the great first eight, um, a couple of years ago to my email subscribers, just really simple. It was just a series of emails where, um, you know, each week for the first eight weeks of that year, uh, there was a certain kind of like theme to the email and there might've been some challenges and some questions that everybody should ask themselves and ideas and all kinds of things for, for their business and for social media. And I've brought that back for the members of small biz social society this year, because I just think it's the perfect time for this after a year like 2020. And because it seems like 
quite frankly, 2020, one of the good things that happened is it really made a lot of people realize how incredibly valuable online marketing and social media is for our businesses and our lives. You know, it keeps us in touch and it keeps us networking with people and impacting other lives and helping each other and doing our business and selling things. It's really, really quite amazing. And 2020 really like uh, shed a lot of light on that. Cause like, you know, we couldn't like see each other in person very much. And I just think it's actually been, that was just a really a positive part of 2020 is that it really has brought all of that to light. And my business grew um, exponentially in 2020 and I'm cr- incredibly grateful for that. So this is a time to have these first eight weeks of this year to really have a good solid start and solid meaning making sure all of your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed as far as, you know, when it comes to social media marketing and your online marketing in general and your business in general, just checking in, right? Making sure all of that, that fundamental uh, stuff, the foundation of it is all good to go and building from there and learning how we can make this year especially great on social media. And I chose eight weeks for one. Let me just go ahead and be honest. Eight is my favorite number. So I'm a numbers person. I like, I count stairs. Like it's a thing for me. (laughs) Maybe I have like a numbers obsessive compulsive situation and that's fine with me, whatever. It's fine. Um, but I do love the number eight and, um, but I chose that on purpose because so many times when the new year comes along, it's like, everybody's excited in January. In fact, I don't even know if that shit is very exciting for all of January. I feel like most people are like excited for the first three weeks. Okay. (laughs) And you're doing your thing. You're going to the gym. You're eating your other kinds of food. You're, you're posting on social media more. You're, you're trying to, you know, do more business. You're writing in your journal. You're doing your meditation, whatever the hell it is. Right. And then it kind of fades away. So by, by doing this for eight weeks, it really, really, um, greatly increases the odds of success for everyone that participates. So you're, you're that way by the end of February, it doesn't end until the end of February, you have already been developing good habits. And like I said, dotting your I's, crossing your T's when it comes to your online marketing for eight weeks, all the way to the end of February with that good guidance and giving you that kind of like roadmap to follow for the rest of the year. It's really, really a cool way to start your year. If I do say so myself, even though I created it, but you know, Hey, we create good things over here. So definitely don't miss out on the great first eight. You want to be a part of this. You want to have this, this support and this help and this training every single week for the first eight weeks of this year. It's not too late. Go ahead and get in, go to smallbusinesssociety.com enroll right away, right now. Do not miss this opportunity. It's 28 freaking dollars a month. And that is it. I mean, I think that's like a tax write-off. I'm not, I'm not an accountant. Pretty sure though, you can write that off in your taxes for your business. So seriously, totally worth it. You get help from yours truly. And then also as a member, you're going to get access to ongoing trainings. I mean, I do a live training for the membership every single month on something social media related. And we have a guest appearance every single month from somebody that is in the online marketing world, that's in the business world, that's sharing really, really cool, valuable things with the audience. So highly worth it. If you're not in it, I don't know what's going on with you, but it's okay. Better late than never. So go ahead and join smallbizsocialsociety.com and get in on the great first eight. Let's make 2021 really, really incredible. And let's do it the smart way, the solid way, the way that it's really and truly going to pay off where you are going to end up, you know, what, what do you want? What, what do we all want when it comes to, especially social media marketing, right? Well, we want people to pay attention to that shit. Like you don't post just for fun. If you are doing this for a business, if you're doing this to try to grow your business or to grow your network, to meet new people that you can work with, whatever specific thing you're doing for your business, you're, you're posting for that reason. You're not just posting for the hell of it. You're sharing things in social media because you want engagement. You want people to see what you share. You want people to react to it. And then you want people to take action and like buy some shit from you, right? You're not just doing it for the hell of it. So it's time to stop that. It's time to actually take action to where you're going to see results. 
there's a really big difference. It's all cute. You know, whenever you're posting cute little photos and selfies and your hair looks great and everybody's just like, oh my God, just so gorgeous or whatever. <laughs> but it's time to like make some actual shit happen. And it's totally 100% possible, but you have to be ready and you have to be willing to do the work. Okay. I am going to stop going on and on because y'all know I could go on and on about that topic. I get very excited about my topics on this show um, because we have part two of my chat with the one, the only Steve Freeman. So if you did not listen last week to part one, you are missing out. Like you, you should be feeling some major, major FOMO right now. I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating. I know it's my show and I might be a little biased, but that shit was good. You have got to go back to episode 62 and listen to part one of my chat with Steve Freeman. He is, um, he is a hit songwriter, multi-platinum producer of like, you know, like in Nashville and in the music world, he's done amazing things there. And now like he's, he's essentially, he's helping artists. Um, so a lot of performing artists, but other kinds of business owners to with, with their business, with their online marketing, with their social media and um, really doing some cool stuff. He works with some really cool people and he has his own podcast, the Steve Freeman uh, show, the Steve Freeman podcast. And he has hundreds of thousands of listeners and he tells it like it is on his show. And that's exactly what he did on mine. He came and he was straight up saying, I hate social media. And I was like, oh, Steve. Um, so that's, mm -hmm. so this is a show about social media. <laughs> it was honestly amazing. Um, I love his honesty. I love his wisdom. I love the fact that he's willing to just get out there on a limb and say the things that so many people probably want to say and so many people are wondering about. So this is part two of my chat with Steve Freeman coming up next. You know, I wanted to ask you something you said earlier about your own social media numbers and, <clears throat> excuse me, and about, um, you said, you said it seemed like when, or it was like when you stopped worrying about the numbers and all that, they, they seem to kind of more naturally grow or, you know, flourish or whatever. Do you think that that's because you were just more focused on the process and on what you're, you're wanting to do and you were more about the work and you weren't like, you were focused on the right thing, right. To make the progress. And then there was just the natural uh, result of, of growth on social media or what do you think, how do you think that happened for you? I think that a lot of it is understanding each of the platforms. I think it's understanding how their algorithm works. I think the most important piece of it is understanding your audience and understanding your community. And because we can only do so much and you know, there, there was, you know, there's the hashtag strategies, there's, you know, there, there's all of this. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, I have a, a friend who's on the board of Facebook who has looked me dead in the eye and said, there is no hashtag algorithm. <laughs> it, 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 this is, this <laughs> is a, this is a made up thing for people to convince people to pay them to show them how to do it. He goes there. Yes. Originally there was a discovery part to it, but where it is today, it doesn't work anymore because when you use hashtag best life or hashtag my truth, <laughs> there's 300 million people using it. You're not going to get discovered that way. Right. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And as, as horrible as it is to put it this way and say this way, everybody knows what works on social media. It's just, are you willing to do that or not? Right. <laughs> I was to I, look and, and, and I hate to, to come off that way, but look no. again, it's about being honest. I was having a conversation with a female artist a couple of weeks ago. Well, I want my Instagram to pick up. I want, you know, but I'm like, well, look at the ones who are, what are they doing? Now, if that causes you to compromise yourself or what, then fine. But then don't come back to me complaining about why your Instagram isn't growing. What it takes to grow is very clear. Right. If you're willing to do it, then you'll reap those benefits. Yeah. If you're not, you won't. Businesses do not do well on social media platforms. No. And they know it. If you are trying to do, if you, if your goal 
is to post something to get them off of the platform and over to you. Trust me, Instagram knows it. Facebook knows it. Twitter knows it. And they will bury your stuff. If it's only going to three to 5% anyway, if you're constantly putting out there about business, about this and that, yeah. it is not going to work. It, you, you stand a better chance of being a personal representative of the business. You know, like one, things yep. I, one of the things I was told, and I did it today, even though I know I shouldn't have, because it's, um, it's habit. Don't, if the, the, their Instagram and Facebook, Instagram in particular, they look for the phrase. They, they have AI that looks yep. for certain phrases. Link in bio yeah. is the number one phrase. Yeah. If you put link in bio, your shadow, that post will be shadow banned and nobody will see it because they know you're trying to get somebody off of the platform. And it's social media to me is very simple. You know what people respond to. You, you, if you're willing to do that, then that's how your numbers will grow. I, 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 I tell people now, the best way to do it is, is be a personal representative of your brand. Don't let yes. your brand be the thing on Instagram. Yes. You have to be the face of the brand. Now, that being the case, look, look, I'll say it. I'm going to put it out there. Do it. Do it. And I, I, hate, to even, I hate to even say this, but it's the truth. Um, they just came out with the numbers the other day. OnlyFans is one of the top five most profitable com companies in the world. They made $500 million in 2020, of which over 400 million of it was profit. Okay, now you may not agree with what goes on over there and what they're doing over there. However, it works. And I'm not saying everybody go start an OnlyFans, but what, what I'm saying well, is can you, that- Can you tell for any, like just what, like a brief description of what, that, what they do? Primarily, it's, it's for, I, let me say, I don't have an account. I, I just, I know, but it's, 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 it started as a place for people to have like a, a membership community is where it started. That it's, right. it's a, it's a version of Patreon uh, is what it is. Right. But what it's turned into is, you know, very girls posting very provocative pictures and things like that. And people, right. pay, you know. Um, but the only, million. the only reason that they were able to accomplish that is because of other social media platforms, mainly Instagram and Snapchat, that what they did <laughs> right or wrong is they built a community and then gave those, that community a place to go where they, they could monetize that community. Right. I don't, I don't agree with the content that they're monetizing. Sure, sure. But the model's the same for any other business. It, it's the same concept. I mean, it's, it's the, so you, you've got to know what people engage with, what people respond to. And you've got, you know, for their case, it's, it's physical. It's a physical attraction thing. But there are other people in other businesses that are accomplishing the same thing. And, and that as a, as a new business or new entrepreneur, it's about learning how to game the system and learning how to take the traffic that you can get or the engagement that you can get organically if it's even a thing, which I don't think it is anymore. But we've come up with, we've, we've come up with several strategies now, even with paid traffic with very low budgets of accomplishing the goals. That's, that's the other thing. There are a lot of people, you know, you got to spend this, you got to spend that. You really don't. You, you kind of, it all comes back to consistency. Right. And, and even if it's, now I will say, if, if there's anybody out there boosting posts for five, 10, 15 bucks, you're wasting your money. Right. Um, there, there is a clear strategy, you know, and, and matter of fact, I'll, I'll put it out there and I'll, I'll say it. If you're not committing the level of paid traffic at above $1,200 a month, you 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 are in the oh that's cute category of Facebook. <laughs> um, if if you're spending less than that right now and you're not seeing any results, that's why. That's why. Yeah. It, it is when you when you look at, I know in our case with our company, but with some other people that I I'm kind of part of several little networking groups of other CEOs, and we kind of 
talk about what's working for us and our different strategies because that's that's the other thing is that I've been I've always been a we guy I, I, I'm a team player I love oddly enough how many let me ask you Brittany how many people do you think work for me hmm I don't know I, uh, I don't know I mean it, well you said you, you gave it away earlier is that you don't have a huge company but I don't know uh, 15 <laughs> zero Ah, now I think I I do. I need 15 people. (laughs) Right, right, right. But, and I have some people that do some little things, but like actually work for me. I I don't, I don't have a staff. Right. Because it's, it's ineffective. So if, if there are people out there that are going, but it's just me and, and, and that's okay. That's when you segment your time properly, which I'm horrible at, you know, yes, I work from six o'clock in the morning till one, two o'clock in the morning every single day. And am I missing a big piece of my life because of that? Yes, I am. But I, I would also rather have that money in my pocket than put it in somebody else's. Right. Um, you know, well, I agree 100%. <laughs> so, you know, but, but I'm, I'm a part of these collectives and, and the people that are, as far as paid traffic, that are seeing, seeing it work the way that they want it to work, you know, you're in the, 200 to $250 a day, you know, right. category. Right. I don't, I don't know very many new business owners or entrepreneurs that can, that can do that. Right now. So you have to do other things. You have to get creative and you have to find other ways to do it. Content is king. Yep. That, that from, that's what I started doing two years ago. I realized that people engaged with my content. Yep. So the more content I put out there and the more controversial it is, the better that it is. Perfect example. I had a YouTube video that I did well over a year ago. And well, it was, it was right at a year ago because I, I thought it was great because, you know, me, I've spent millions of dollars on the studio equipment and my recording studios. Well, Billie Eilish last year won five Grammys and I wanted to make a video and, and show this is so awesome because I added up all the equipment that her brother Phineas has. And it's $3,400. Well, I mean, to me, $3,400 is nothing. So like you, you'd be, I, it, you couldn't get me to walk out of my house for $3,400. So I, I'm, I'm like, okay, that to me is amazing when you consider how much recording studio equipment costs and the amount of money that gets paid to produce records. They did this in their spare bedroom of their home with $3,400 worth of equipment. Right. So I do this YouTube video on $3,400 Grammy winning home studio. And I put it up. Well, evidently there's a guy out there that didn't like that. I thought that $3,400 was not a lot of money. So he did a reaction video to my video. Now, when he did this, I think that video had 3,000, 3,500, 4,000 views. In three days, it skyrocketed to 70-something thousand views <laughs> because he engaged the algorithm the way that I couldn't. Yep. And, and he had like 100 subscribers. He had n- the guy has grown his channel now over this last four months, and he has me to thank for it. His video has over 200,000 views, <laughs> and he's done great with it. But... What, what it did was the engagement went through the roof on that video. And he made me a lot of money on the video, you know, and it was all about controversy. It was just, and it kept feeding itself for two months. And I got into, I, I cussed so many people out in the comments, it's not even funny, you know, and they were cussing me out, blah, 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 blah. And the other day, somebody made a comment on it and they're like, man, you're mean to your viewers. And I'm like, yeah, I know but it keeps the ball rolling. You know, it, it's, it's, and that's what it's about for all of us. When you find something that works, do it again. Oh, yes. it is, it's not, it's rinse and repeat. When Giving you a round of applause. <laughs> look, we, we keep trying to reinvent the wheel and we accomplish a goal and then go, okay, how do we do this differently? No, 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 no. Just do it. Back yeah. up and do steps one through five again. Right. Right. You know? And, and I think that's a, that's a big problem. I battle with it constantly because I constantly want something new. Like, sure. oh, okay, what, how, how can I, when it's like, no, don't do that. Just do what you do, Yeah, you know? And, and it's, it's funny, especially with podcasts, because I can look at the analytics and I know, I know 
what people don't like me talking about, and I know what they love me talking about. And what's odd, though, is, is that I found the more I talk about stuff they don't like, the more they engage. <laughs> because if I do an episode, they don't like, they, like, they do not like me talking about politics, which, and it's really funny, breaking up social media platforms, right? When I put out, put out something and I, it is so weird. When I'll put out the video and I'll put, let's say I put out the video on YouTube, everybody on YouTube says, you're a screaming liberal. When I put it on Facebook, everybody goes, you're too much of a conservative. <laughs> that, that is, that's the battle. You know, we don't, yes, and, yes. and unless you don't know who your community is, you're going to be making the wrong content. But now I make, I purposely make wrong content because it, it engages people. And I will do a lot of content on shit that I don't even believe. Like, I'll say things I know that I don't believe, but it gets people to react and it gets an engagement from people. And these are the kind of things that as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you, you've got to stop and think. I did an episode and I've gotten more engagement, more emails off of this episode than, than, a, lot, than a, a lot of them. I did one on toxic people earlier in the year that was just... For podcast-wise, it kind of went viral. It's got over 3 million downloads, and it, it, it did really well. But this one is, is, is heading in that same direction, and it was, it was a little bit about strategy, but, but what it really had to do with was if we as business owners and entrepreneurs can stop identifying and putting description labels on the the format and the way in which we get ourselves to achievement, the better off we're going to be. And for me, I, I remember going back 20 years ago. And when I define success, if somebody were to say, Steve, how do you define success? I would have said that it looks like this, but it will have been achieved by this. And this is what that looks like. And then I'm going to do this. And then that, that's what that's going to look like. I'm the one that described the path. I set out the way. and what I've realized over the year, years is that if I stop putting the definitions on them, it's easier for me to achieve the goal. If I stop putting the criteria on them and going, look, to me, it's not like I was talking about earlier. For me now, I know where I want to be in life. I know what that looks like. And I know either I want to go further with it or I at least want to maintain what I've got. I don't care anymore how I get it. And I think that's where business owners and entrepreneurs go wrong is we feel like it's only success yes. or it's only achievement if it comes by the definitions that we've put forward. Yes. And I, this last couple of years, it's been very freeing for me because I don't care if it comes from a song I've written. I don't care if it comes from producing this record. I don't care if it comes from shooting this video. I don't care if it comes from working with this client on branding over here. I don't care. Achieving it and succeeding and, and, and realizing my definition, the end goal of it is the only thing that matters. I don't care how I get there. Right. You know, right. I don't, I don't, and I don't understand. And maybe I, I operated under the, the other way for so long, but now that I'm operating this way, I don't see how everybody does it. Does it, does yeah. it really matter? And which I think the reason it is, it, it does that and, and people do that is because, again, I think some of it has to do with passion, but I, I think some of it is we are so concerned with achieving it by our own rules that we, it's got to be like this. It's got to look like this. I have to get, you know, look, I don't own a Kia, and there's no, no, nothing against anybody that owns a Kia, but a Kia will get you from here to the grocery store the same thing as a Mercedes, yeah. and but if we sit back and go, well, no, the only, I'm, I'm only going to get there if I'm, if I'm going in a Mercedes, you're probably, it's going to take you a lot longer to get there. Yeah. And, and it's like, if we can learn to remove our criteria yep. on our success or the vehicle, what difference does it make what vehicle we took to get there? And I think when you do that, it opens your mind up to think mm -hmm. outside the box, to think outside of conventionalism and go, well, what about this? What about that? There are many different roads that lead to your success. Many different. I, 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 I've been far more successful at stuff that I never saw myself doing. 
than the thing that I thought that I was going to do. And, yep. and, and, and same story for me. I, I've, I've been actually living that and I've been preaching that to anybody that would listen to me in a private conversation, exactly what you were just saying. Um, I, I have in the past, uh, real recent year, year or so have been living where I'm starting to see more success in a way that there was, that was not, that was not the way that was not the plan. You know, I I had a very specific plan from the age of 11 and it was, it was television. It was sitcom. It was Los Angeles. It was very, very, I mean, quite impressive for a child actually, now that I think about it, but it, it was very specific. And that was just the only way. And I cried in my car at 22 years old to my then boyfriend, now husband, that I haven't done it yet. It's the end of the world. I'm 22. I'm old compared to these people. And I look back at that girl now, almost 20 years later, and I'm like, girl, you had no idea that you, you can reach all kinds of success and excitement and fun and happiness and fulfillment and all these things in a different way, just because the path isn't exactly what you expected, you know? No, it is. I had, I did an episode, uh, last week and, and this one was, this one was hard for a lot of people. And I've gotten a lot of emails on this one, but <laughs> this is, this is something that I, I'm constantly telling my audience to self-assess and, and see where you are because it doesn't really matter how bad you want it. If you're planting the wrong seeds in the wrong ground, it's not going to grow. And we, one of the things we do to ourselves is we use passion and we go, okay, we planted 50,000 seeds over here. Oh my God, one grew. And we use that one to go, we are doing the right thing. We're headed in the right direction. Yes, something grew. Well, yeah, one out of 50,000 grew. That is not enough reason to keep going down that road that you, you do not plant more seeds in that soil. But the problem of it is, is because we get wrapped up in what we want instead of what we need. We want to grow this. We want, it's got to be this. Whenever the reason most people don't succeed is because they're trying to succeed in something they're not meant to succeed in. Period. End of story. I don't care how bad you want it. I don't care how bad you think you deserve it. I don't think that you think you're more talented than this person or better than this. It doesn't matter. If, if, if that is not your destiny, you can't make it happen. Right. And, and it, that's uncomfortable for people because maybe you need to broaden your horizons a little bit and think outside of the things that you think you want to start thinking in terms of what do I have to do to achieve what I ultimately want? And for all of us, look, it's money. I don't give a shit what anybody says. <laughs> it's money. I, I, you know, I want to help my community. Fuck your community. Nobody, look, it's about money. We all, because that's what it takes to you live. You probably money, need some money to help your community. Yeah, money. <laughs> if, you, if, if you don't have it, you're, you're irrelevant. That's, that's where our society is today. And it's sad. It's sad that it's that way. But if you don't have financial resources, you can't do anything that you want to do. So it's when, when for me, and that's what the music business in particular, it, it became 100% about the money. It wasn't about the music. It wasn't about, and you can listen, turn on your radio. You know, for that, for that business, you can turn on the radio and go, yeah, this is all about money because that, that song sucks. You, you haven't turned on the radio and heard a great song in probably five, six, seven, eight, nine years. They just, they just don't exist. It's about the money. And now you've got the writers of these songs. They'll brag. Hey, we, we got together and wrote that in 10 minutes. And it's like, it sounds like you wrote it in 10 minutes, you know. But then we've got the culture that takes it out there and spreads it out and says, that's great. Where now we, we associate popularity with actual quality. And just because something's popular doesn't mean it's great. And, and I think a lot of us for, for ourselves and our own pursuits and what we're trying to do with our business, if, you, if you're not seeing significant growth in what you're doing, you're doing the wrong thing. Stop trying to figure out, well, I'm not doing Instagram right. I'm not doing fake. You're doing the wrong thing. Yep. Oh, you're swimming yeah. upstream, period. And that's hard. It's people very don't, hard, yeah. People don't want to look at that and realize that. Uh-uh. But I find that those people are the ones that are focused on the 150 feet in front of them instead of the 1,000 miles down the road. Right. You know, it, it's, look, set your GPS 
to the end destination, period. Don't worry about this waypoint, that waypoint. There are going to be a million different ways to get there. You have to be open to taking some of those side roads and doing some things that you don't want to do. But that's the way that it works. Very few people that you can find that you want to replicate their success, very few of them actually got there by following 150 feet in front of them at the same time. Right. And, you know, I tell people all the time, I post this on social media, I do it about once every six months because it gets so much engagement. But it's the truth. And it's like, you cannot have my success without my scars. They come together. Yeah. You know, you're not immune to it. No. But I do know that, that when you really self-assess and you step back and you think, okay, if the end goal is the most important thing, do I really care about the vehicle? Take my passion out of it because passion will mislead you. It will have you maintain and keep doing things that are wrong. Take your passion out of it. Take your want out of it and go, what do I have at my disposal? What am I good at? What, what do I feel that I have in, like, like for you, for example, I, do, I can't do TikTok. I don't, I don't have the personality for it. You do. You know, you do that very well. But I would never hinge my personal brand or any of my clients' brands on f having success on TikTok next year because that's where everybody's at and the organic growth potential's there and the reach is there, the numbers are there. That's what everybody's telling you, except I don't have the personality for it. Right. And you can take that and apply it to anything else. If, if you're trying to do this and you're not having success at it, you're not seeing steadle, stead, steady growth, then you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And yeah, instead and of coming up with a different hard. method, come up with a different goal. Right. That is real. You're right. It's very true. I've lived this, you guys. Uh, trust me. It's very true. And it's so hard to, to come to that at first. But if you make it not hard, <laughs> if you just shake it off and like, like Steve was saying, open your mind, open your heart, whatever you got to do to welcome the new stuff in. It doesn't mean that, that this, is, this is another thing I think people have a problem with this. And this is something I went through myself is that if there's some sort of pivot or hell, huge 180 major change so that you're going with what you're meant to do and you're making these changes, it doesn't mean that all that shit you did before is wasted. Um, I have found that myself. Uh, I, I, I would have never guessed millions of people have watched me dance on a treadmill. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, it blew right. my mind. Kind of like you're saying, like, why do people listen to my show? It's the same thing. I was like, I, I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, I'm not trying to sound obnoxious, but it's really like, it's not hard. Like, why is this? <laughs> but he says, well, but it is to some people. But anyway, the point is, is that I, I'm utilizing things that I've been learning, you know, just like anybody else can. So just because your, your, your last career goal or journey didn't quite end up the way you wanted it to. It doesn't mean all that is lost and wasted. You take that experience, that knowledge, the failure, the rejection, the success, all the things, and then you utilize that moving forward just in different ways. You tweak it, right? And that's exactly what I've done. I, I'm a trained actor, but that doesn't, you, you twist that, you know, and you push forward with what you got. I just think people are like, oh my God, but I spent 15 years trying to do that. What a waste. But I don't, I don't think it's a waste, you know? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's now. Fifteen years, I would. I would consider myself. <laughs> well, okay, a that was an exaggeration. But, <laughs> but but you know, to put it in real world terms, here's what I tell people. Every, and it took a very long time for me to be able to value them, but every wrong turn that I have ever made has been the most valuable thing to me in my future. Because listen, here's the thing: people don't understand building a business, having success. What, what, however you want to define it or call it. It's not an ever-extending road. It's the same 10 miles over and over and over and over again. And if you realize, I, I got off at this exit, uh, that didn't take me anywhere. That was the wrong way. You're going to come across that exit again. And when you've gone down and you know that's not the way to go, it saves you time, effort, passion, energy, and everything the next time because you can go, nope, bend down that one. I know that one doesn't work. I'm going to keep going and I'm going to take every, look, I have done, I am only where I am at today 
and have had the success that I've had because I made every wrong turn and every wrong decision. Only. I only know the right ones now because I made all the wrong ones. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to get it right 100% of the time, and you need to look and, and absolutely almost to a point of getting up and praying every day that you fail. Failure is your friend. The part where it starts to become your enemy is when you don't listen to it. <laughs> That's what people won't do. I, I, that we look for little pieces and, well, it failed because of this, and it failed because, no, it failed because it just failed. It's the, it's the wrong thing. Don't, don't constantly get off at that exit thinking that, the, nah, the next time the road will be open. Oh, the next time there'll be a gas station there. That's what we do to ourselves. And that's why we keep, we make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again, because we try to find something to attribute it to other than we went down the wrong road. It was just wrong. It's just wrong. Right. You know, but go down every, every one that you can possibly go down, you know, even if it's wrong, even if it's a failure, it, it, it's, I have learned so many valuable lessons from, from failing. And trust me, I have failed 10,000 times more than I've succeeded. And I can spend time going back and going, God, I wish that had worked out. Man, I mean, it's just a waste of energy. You know, it, it, it's, it's, people are so scared to fail. When, look, there is a buffer and there is a, there is a price of entry to success. And that price is failure. That's the price you have to pay. I tell everybody, look, there's three keys to being successful. And that's it, three. You got to be persistent. You got to be consistent. And you got to have a willingness to sacrifice. Now, what I find is most people are really good at being persistent. Some people are really good at being consistent. A lot of people don't know the difference between consistency and persistence. And so they, they just go around and around and around and around in a circle. The one that I always find people have a problem with is the willingness to sacrifice. It's, it's the, they will, because what they do is that I will sacrifice up to a point. That point is what's keeping you from success because it will require everything from you. It will, I look, I, and this is deeply personal, but I can go back and I can remember. I remember almost losing our house. I remember almost losing all of our cars. I physically, I remember watching two cars, a Corvette and a Yukon get repoed out of my front yard. I remember, I remember losing everything. But it took losing everything. That's, that was my commitment level is I was willing to. Now, the problem is I was willing to take on that responsibility for my wife. And at the time we had one kid, which is not right. It, 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 you know, but, but she was willing to go through all of that with me because I believed in it so much that I was willing to sacrifice everything. And it was only at that moment that from absolute rock bottom, you couldn't get any lower, rock bottom, that's when I could see the top. That was it. And, and I, I work with a lot of people who are willing to sacrifice up to the point it gets uncomfortable. And... It's just never going to happen for you that way. You know, it, it's that most of the people, I don't know any of the, the very successful people that I know that didn't go through that. Now, their struggles may not be as public, and a lot of people may not know it, but none of the extremely successful people that I know did not have that period where they literally sacrificed everything for it. That's what it requires. That's, that's what it demands. You know, you can't, you can't expect or have a full-time success on a part-time effort. You know, I tell artists all the time, then this is what you got to quit your job. Well, then I can't pay my bills. Well, then you're not going to be successful. Sorry, I, I, can't, I'm, I cannot describe or create a scenario for you in which I can help you be successful and you be comfortable the entire time. <laughs> right. Right. That's what people want. I want this, but I don't want to give up that. You know, you, when you realize you're at a point where you are willing to walk away from all of it, and that's hard, and it's not for everybody, but guess what? Success isn't for everybody either. No. You know, everybody says, well, you can achieve it. You can, no, you can't. 
Not everybody can because not everybody is willing to. It, there's a cost that comes along with it. And if you're not willing to pay that cost, you're not going to reap the benefits. You know, yep. and it's like I said, if you, if you want to share in my success, if you want to have my success, it comes with my scars. And you right. can't have one without the other. It's, you're, it's like you're, you're speaking to me so much in this episode. You, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really talk about this a whole lot, but uh, well, everybody knows that listens to this show a few episodes back. I, did, I had a bit of an emotional moment on the show and I was crying and I thought, oh God, but I didn't cut it out. We didn't edit any of it out. And we're talking about a recent change in, in our family where Ryan lost his job, you know, thanks 2020. Um, at 24 years in construction and when he called and he had a feeling because they were you know it was things were going down and when he called me that day uh, and told me and at this time I was still like my business was much smaller I was just part-time taking care of kids not you know and he says what do you think like tomorrow I go find another construction job or is this our chance and I was like this is our chance Fuck yeah. that, you know, and he wasn't happy anyway. Now, if he was happy and he wants to do it, fine, you know, but he wasn't happy anyway. And we've, we, and we had, you know, everybody, the real reality of life, when you're used to living that way with like the corporate job and the insurance and all these things, and you make that huge change like we've made, you got a time limit, you know, like, like you better start making some shit happen from now until such and such or shit's going right. to go crazy. And that's what we've been going through. And, and just the other day I told we, we were talking and we we're talking about budget and, uh, and okay. I, okay. we got more clients here. I'm doing this here. This is getting better, but we still have a ways to go. And I was like, man, we are lucky that we are willing to, to do this because this is why people don't do this shit. Like, this is not easy making that huge change in your life. And you have, like, like you say, you know, you have children or you have whatever going on responsibilities. And this is why people don't do it. The easy thing is for you to just go back and get the job, you know, easy. Well, it, well, it, it, it is. I mean, and, and that's, that can be people's unwillingness to sacrifice. Right. Exactly. I mean, I mean, look, nobody likes being uncomfortable and I don't blame any. That's why I tell maybe this isn't for everybody. Right. You know, being an entrepreneur, being a, a business owner is not for everybody. It requires a lot. And, and you, you've got to be willing to do that sacrifice. But yeah. the difference I know between myself and other very successful people that I know the difference in the two types of people is that people that are successful, they look at sacrifice as an opportunity yeah. instead of a jail sentence. Yeah. And that that's, I've told people this year and, and I've, I felt, I talked about it on a podcast episode and I felt a little bad talking about it, but I, again, it just trying to be honest with my, my audience, you know, because I know, Probably 85 to 90% of my audience, 2020 has been a very bad year for them financially, emotionally. Yeah. I've had one of the best years ever. Yeah, same. <laughs> you know, and, and it's like, but I also recognized and I knew that what it takes to grow a business now is in, in this day and age is attention. And, and, and it's about you know, being able to be in front of people where they are. Well, when COVID hit, there's never been another opportunity to be in front of people because people have nothing else to do, exactly. you know, and, and people that, that, that really looked at that and went, okay, what I've been doing up to this point, that's gone. I can't do that anymore. Instead of sitting around and trying to figure out how that cannot be true and how I can overcome that happening, you sit around and you go, how can I take advantage of it? Okay, this is an opportunity. Had one of our clients, same thing, was a physical therapist for years. And COVID hit, they closed all of their locations. And, and he's like, what do I do? I'm like, keep being a physical therapist. Start a mobile physical therapy business. And boom, you know, and now his business is growing. And, and it's, it, it's, it's about seeing things as an opportunity. And, and the thing of it is, they don't always look like opportunities. No. We, all, we assume an opportunity is a positive thing. It's not always a positive thing. Sometimes that opportunity just leads to more sacrifice. And, and you're having the opportunity to do something does not guarantee that you're going to have the success at doing it or that it's going to be financially beneficial for you. Right. You know, it, it's, it's, 
it's a balancing act and it's tough and it's hard. But if it, if it wasn't, everybody would be doing it exactly. and everybody would be successful at it. And, you know, that, that's the thing that, that I'm operating underneath today more than anything is realizing that, number one, I'm not going to place the success or failure in my business on anybody else other than me. The guy in the mirror, he's the one responsible. That's why I don't have any employees because I'm not going to look and go, well, this didn't work because of this person. If it, if, it, if it rides, it rides because of me. If it dies, it dies because of me. Yeah. And, and I'm at the point now where I outsource some things because I've realized that for my, my time, sure. my time is, is better spent if not doing things that I don't do well or that I don't have the time to do. Sure. Outsource that stuff so that I can keep focused on doing the things that I do do well and that are a smart use of my time. And, you know, when you get, when you get to a point, that's when you really start turning the, the corner is realizing what works and realizing that, okay, I don't need to find five other things that work. I just need to find one and go heavy on that one. And that's, that's all that I've got to do. And I'm in the process of doing that. Now, I'm so, I've got, I've got way too many irons and way too many fires. And the ones that aren't producing anything are taking all of my time away from the things that are. Yeah. And, and, you know, because I think you get to a place of being comfortable. And when you get to a place, people like me, people like you, people that are entrepreneurial, and we don't, we're never comfortable. The minute yeah. we get comfortable, then we're nervous. And it's like, well, okay, I want to go get interested in that. I'm going to go do that. <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, we, exactly. we, constantly, we constantly need that growth because that's how we validate ourselves. It, it, accomplishment is how we validate ourselves. Yep. So if we're, not, if we're not finding that validation, then there's a hole and that hole's not being filled. And, 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 it's, and it's tough. It, it's tough to be a creative. It's tough to, to want to go your own path and do your own thing. And it's especially tough when you have a family that just inadvertently gets dragged through that with you because it's not necessarily what they want. It's not, you know, what they saw their life being like. Um, and, and you become a very powerful presence. And, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a responsibility that, that I think we should, we should take very seriously and, and understand that, that while we want to accomplish all of this stuff and we want to do all of these things, and, and it's an amazing thing. But like I said earlier, maybe it's time to scale back. Maybe it's time to take the identifiers and the criterias off what it looks like to do that and just focus on the end objective yep. and, and simplifying. We want, we want to overcomplicate everything. Right. The yep. simpler you can make it, the easier, easier it's going to be for you to, to do. And then replicate, rinse and repeat. Right. Clean it up. Clean yeah, up. totally. Purge. Get rid of all the shit in the closet you don't need. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and turn off, one of the things I've done, turn off all the notifications on your phone. All of them. Don't let it notify you when you get a text message. Don't let it notify you when you, well, maybe text messages for parents, but emails, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, take all the notifications off. I mean, the first, and I just realized this a couple of weeks ago, I, I feel overwhelmed from the moment I get out of bed. And why? Because I look at my phone. It's the first thing I do. I look at my phone. And right now, you, you can probably see this. There are, let's see if it'll focus. Maybe not. There are four, I've got 43,602 emails. Holy crap, Steve. <laughs> How can you not just first thing in the morning look at that and go, there's no, there's no way I can respond to all those people. No, no. way whatsoever. So I, I already feel behind the eight ball. Yeah. If I wake up and I look and there's 10 text messages or 35 missed calls, I'm just immediately taking that on myself. And I've already taken on a huge heavy load. I don't even know what each one of those things is going to lead off into. So I'm, I've started this thing where I've turned off all the notifications. So I'll go find it. And if it's that important, the people that could have anything going on in their life that is that important, they know how to get a hold of me. Right. So I'm not missing anything important, but I'm also not getting up every day now going, all right, let's strap this weight on. 
you know, I'm only taking on and putting on what I feel comfortable putting on. Right. And, and it, it for me, it makes things easier. It, it right. keeps me a little more focused, you know, instead of responding to this person on Instagram or, or responding to this email or making sure I call this person back. It, it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's just not worth it. Right. You know, matter of fact, I'm doing a thing. I'm going to a thing in 2021. I'm actually setting hours. Like I'll work from eight o'clock in the morning till six o'clock in the afternoon. That's it. You call me after six o'clock, you're getting voicemail. Right. You text me after six o'clock if it's business and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to set hard lines and hard definitions. Right. Well, it's easy to not, to, to not do that whenever you do what you do and you are probably in your home, your home office, your home studio a lot. You're in your own, you know, you could just kind of pick up some work and do it whenever the hell you feel like it. But, and that applies to a lot of people listening. If, if, if you're overwhelmed, I mean, I guess if you want to be working at 12 o'clock at night, then you do you. But if it overwhelms you, you've got to figure out what are those boundaries? What are you going to do to make it more structured for you so you feel good? And then you're focusing on what actually matters and what you want to put your energy into rather than all the, all the crap that comes along. I don't think any of us do it because we want to. Now, a lot of us tell us, tell ourselves that we love doing it. And yeah, I'm a workaholic, but I love what I do. No, <laughs> you do it because you're afraid of missing an opportunity. That's yes. why you do it. And listen, any opportunity that's there at 5.55 p.m., if it's not there at eight o'clock the next morning, then it's not an opportunity you wanted to be a part of anyway. <laughs> Plus, that's awesome. do not create, and, and I'm very guilty of this one, don't create that and don't set that sort of precedent with the clients that you're going to go out and work for. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because they will then, they will bug. I, I have one client that she'll text me at 1130 at night. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but yeah. I can't blame. I set the precedent. I would return a phone call on the weekends. I would return text. I would return emails. So I can't blame them. Right. I have me to blame, you know, and, and so if there's people listening that are just starting out, start out with boundaries. Yeah. If that bothers them, then you don't need them as a client. They're going to be a problem client. Right. Right. That's, that's, a, that's a subject for a whole other right, podcast. Exactly. But <laughs> you don't, people don't realize you don't really want 75% of the business you're trying to get. Right. And, and the, another thing I'll say quickly that I learned don't be the value person. Do not be the low cost option. And because I will tell you any time that we've ever discounted our services heavily, they are the most, they have the largest expectations, most unrealistic expectations, and they will require a majority of your time. Yes. People that pay what you're worth trust you enough as a professional to do what it is that you do without having to micromanage you. Yep. And it's tough because we look out there and go, oh man, we don't want to miss that five grand. Oh, we don't want to miss that 7,500. And we lower and we give some of ourselves away just to get that quick hit. It's almost like drugs, you know, just, just give, me that, <sighs> give me that quick hit. But then you don't realize you've got to put up with that for the next year for the contract. And it's yes. set oh. boundaries, set, don't be the value person. Put yourself out there. Put your, put your you know, I, I've got a, a, one of our clients does online courses. And he's like, well, all these other people, their courses are, you know, $750 or $1,250. He goes, I think we need to do ours for $250. And I said, no, you don't. <sighs> don't for 25% more than the other guy. And he's like, well, why would I do that? And I was like, because people associate price with quality. If, yeah. if, if you're the $250 guy, then I should be able to call you any damn time. You should be at my beck and call. <laughs> right. If I'm the $1,500 guy, I don't want to bother him. I, I, I don't, you know, I, 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 I'm going to get what I need. I'm going to do what I do, but I, I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to bother. They don't have time for me. Yep. Whatever you put out there is what you're going to get back. And you know, like I said, most people, you don't want 75% of the business you're trying to get. Ah, uh, so true. That's another tough lesson, but it's so true. Well, um, 
I'm gonna let you go. I know you got stuff to do. This is amazing. You, I, I really appreciate you very, very much. And I mean that, um, having you on has been very exciting in the Crossan household, the Steve Freeman podcast, uh, fans over here. Um, But really, I I truly do appreciate you being here. And I would love it if you would real quick, which of course, you guys, y'all know, we'll put it in the show notes, but tell everybody how they can find you. um, Because I know a lot of them love you already. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Uh, You you can find me anywhere, everywhere. It's at the Steve Freeman. It's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, You can find the Steve Freeman podcast anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast, but yeah. or the, the Steve Freeman doc, it's everything is the Steve Freeman. Okay. You guys don't miss out on Steve. Don't miss out on his show. I'm being for real. Uh, I, the, the episode, the, um, Oh gosh, the, the entourage guy, that was one of my most favorite ones. Um, oh, with Doug. Yeah. Yes. So good. Um, anyway, you guys, you're going to find all kinds of good stuff on Steve's show. I truly appreciate you being here, Steve. It really meant a lot to me and I know it's going to really be truly helpful to the listeners. You taking uh, out the time and effort to do that for us. Thank you. Hey, Brittany, thank you for having me. I appreciate, appreciate being here and uh, good luck to everybody out there doing what they're doing. Just Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.